I'm Peggy O'Neill, home economist and host of Food for the Future. Today's show is part of the monthly series, Food for Thought, in which we discuss food innovations and ways that the agri-food system and households can reimagine the role of food in community for global change. We'll be discussing dairy farming, A2 milk, and sustainability with third-generation farmer and CEO of Walker Farms Limited, John Walker Jr. Welcome, John. Hi, Peggy. Thanks for having me on today. Really nice to have you here, John. Your family's been farming for generations and your businesses continue to grow in new directions. Can you tell us about your farming history and how your family came to be so successful in the Canadian dairy industry? Yeah, so history on our farm really is just a multi-generation farm. You know, we've always been into dairy. We've got a real passion for it. And I think, uh, you know, I think going forward um, and expanding has just been that. We, you know, we've had we've kept good family values. We're a family, family-run farm. And, uh, and just that deep passion of dairy farming is what, what has made us successful today. Wow, that's really great. And, and I do know many dairy farmers. And when you say that deep passion, just for the cattle, for the land, for the work, for all that the industry represents and the nutritious and delicious foods, the service that it provides to our communities and families everywhere is, is really just fantastic. And I can see that there's lots to be proud of, which we're going to talk about uh, quite a bit in the show. There's a number of innovations that I'm excited to have the listeners hear about. How has Walkers evolved their on-farm practices over the years to meet or exceed Canadian standards and herd care for dairying? Like any business, I think over, over time, um, you're always looking for new innovative ways to make your business better. And I think, uh, I think our family's always done a, a pretty good job at kind of looking and seeing what new technologies out there, what other people are, are doing that's working and, and trying to see, uh, see in the future what's to come and what we can, what we can take from that and bring it back to our farm and make it successful and uh, viable for the business. So always keeping an eye on the environment, uh, what's happening in innovations in agri-food and politically, uh, innovation-wise all over the world. I'm sure you're, uh, when you say looking to see what others are doing, certainly there's lots of innovators in our area and lots of people to watch here too, but keeping an eye on things on a broader scale, I'm sure requires a lot of commitment. So as a family farm, you've been able to pivot in the agri-food industry and stay competitive in the market. And um, how have you been able to respond to the increase in plant milk alternatives? So one of the reasons that we decided to actually put an on-farm processing plant on our farm is for that reason. Um, we've seen an increase in the plant-based alternatives and it was a concern of ours. And as dairy farmers, we, you know, we wanna keep making sure that the consumer is drinking dairy and it's not a depleting market, it's an increasing. So what we've done is we've come up with a product that uh, can actually solve a lot of consumers' problems with digestion. You know, that's one thing that people are kind of turning away from dairy is that you know, it doesn't um, sit well with, with uh, certain people. Um, this is a great alternative for that, but still, at the end of the day, our milk is just milk. It's just it's from cows. It's it's just that we're able to pick the ones that uh, that we can use that can benefit people when it comes to digestion. Okay, that's really, really interesting. And you had mentioned uh, about uh, dairy. I know it's been part of the Canadian diet for the calcium, the phosphorus, vitamin D, riboflavin, all sorts of things, but in so many forms, obviously cheese, yogurt, uh, milk, there's, it's, it's unlimited uh, product. If you had to have only a few things in your fridge, you definitely want dairy to be some of it. So you had mentioned you had created a product that was easier to digest and your teams recently launched that A2 protein milk. And what is A2 protein milk and what are the benefits? 
AT protein milk basically is just what I referred to before. It's uh, it's it's just milk. There's there's nothing different about it. There's nothing done differently about it from our cows. But what it is is um, studies have concluded that there's two types of protein in milk. There's an A1 and an A2. And one cow can give an A1. One cow can give an A2 protein. And it's just the studies have found that with A2 proteins, people can digest it easier or may digest it easier. If you are, if you're lactose intolerant or something like that, it's not going to uh, change the fact of how you feel when you drink dairy. But there's a lot of consumers out there who think that they may be lactose intolerant. You know, they're not sure why when they drink a glass of milk, they get upset. But we are starting to find out that it is, could be right back to this protein. And by determining that all our milk is only based on that, um, we're having a lot of success and a lot of great feedback from consumers saying, hey, um, yeah, I tried it. I can drink milk again. Or my my, my kids um, haven't been able to tolerate it. And, hey, I have them back on it again. So it's not going to solve everyone's problems. Um, but it definitely is for a large uh, amount of consumers is making a difference. Sounds like it. And when did you launch the A2 protein milk, John? We launched our product last June. So uh, it's coming up on a year before fairly soon, I guess, already. We, we launched in, in our area of like Elmer and pushed out to London and surrounding areas. And uh, we're kind of found all the way through Southwestern Ontario now. Again, great uh, support and great feedback from uh, consumers has uh, led to us uh, growing our market uh, probably better than expected when we, when we started this venture. That's great. Sounds like it's really expanding quickly, which is sort of the proof is in the pudding kind of thing. People seem to love it and want more of it. And you're expanding your market. Where can you find Walker's A2 protein milk? So like I said, pretty much um, anywhere in Southwestern Ontario, or not anywhere, but a large percentage of the grocery stores that have taken us on, a lot of retail stores um, and a lot of independent uh, grocers and a lot of farm markets. Um, obviously, they're closed right now, but we'll be opening up shortly again. You can see our website at uh, walkerfarms.ca. We have a location map on there of all the stores that uh, we're in, so you can easily find us. So really good tips. So walkerfarms.ca and go there anyways, because it's a great site to learn about dairy and what's happening locally. And but also particularly for the A2 protein milk information. And one of the things I noticed when I was looking at your website before the show is that the milk is processed, packaged and distributed in a distance of less than 150 meters. How do you achieve this? So yeah, so when we when we decided to do this, um, we said, you know, we got to build a plant. That's where, where do we put it? You know, we thought, why not put it right on farm? It just makes sense. You know, it's it's cutting out one step of the transportation loop, cutting down on emissions, cutting on, down on carbon footprint. So we can literally milk our cows in the morning, pump that milk across to our plant, which is just underground, a pipeline underground, and, and process that. It's pretty it's pretty neat to see that the, you know, the milk can be in the cow that morning and before noon we can have it in a bottle ready for the consumer. Wow, that's farm fresh. Fantastic. And so Walker Farms Limited is clearly committed to local food systems and to building our community. In addition to the new milk processing facility you just mentioned, how does your dairy bar help achieve these aims? Yeah, so our, our local dairy bar in town here, um, it's a great, uh, a great spot for us to showcase our products, uh, any new products we may have uh, coming up. We can, uh, we can showcase that in our, in our dairy bar. Also with our dairy bar, it's been great uh, for our community. You know, we filled a, filled a need for a nice ice cream uh, parlor. It's a great place to bring your family and friends out. Um, you know, with all the restrictions and COVID going on the last few years, it was uh, it's kind of a must needed thing in our, in our community. And it's been a great, great success. Sounds like it. Yeah, so the dairy bar has been open 12 months a year. We open seven days a week. 
Uh, we offer a line of uh, all local products, really, from bread, eggs, milk, honey, butter. Then, obviously, we have our ice creams and coffee and a uh, bunch of other you know, morning stuff. Sounds good. And where is the dairy bar? Um, it's located just on the east side of Elmer, right in, the, right in the town of Elmer on Highway 3. Okay, really nice drive out that way. You could go and hit the dairy bar and, and fuel up and then carry on and see all the sites that they're out to see in Elmer. There's a lot of beautiful trails, I know for sure. Really incredible contributions, John. Thank you so much. And after the break, we'll find out more from John Walker Jr., CEO of Walker Farms Limited, about innovations, academic partnerships, and sustainability in dairy farming. I'm Peggy O'Neill, home economist and host of Food for the Future. We're speaking with John Walker, Jr., dairy farmer and CEO of Walker Farms Limited. John, before the break, we talked about your research and innovation, and it all starts with an idea. What is it like to conceive of a new product and then see it all the way through to being stocked on the shelves? It, uh, it's actually it's pretty exciting to actually, uh, you know, we've put a lot of work in over the years to, to prepare for uh, the launch of our product, uh, you know, building this, a lot of decisions and and whatnot, but to actually see it on the shelf, it's very rewarding. Um, you know, it's something that even though we're in, we're in uh, almost a year now, it, uh, every time I go into a grocery store and see our products on the shelf, it's, it's a great feeling. I bet that it is. And while the listeners couldn't see, I could see a big smile on your face. So definitely lots to be proud of. And uh, you had talked about the process, not just the getting the idea and the creative part, but the actual work of mapping it all out, making point A meet point B. And Walker Farms has had great relationships with local universities. And can you tell us a little bit, John, about the relationships you have with the University of Guelph and with Brescia University College? Yeah, absolutely. Um, with uh, Brescia, it's been it's been, uh, it's been fantastic. Beginning of this, we we kind of teamed up with them. We partnered with them. Um, the uh, they helped us along the way. Uh, questions that you know, starting into this, that we you know we we had never done it before, so we obviously had lots of uh, unknowns. Um, they were able to uh, help us with with a lot of their faculty and students. With that partnership, brought uh, students actually to the to the business. You know, we've had several great students over uh, over the past of a year um, working with us, building our business, and uh, you know we couldn't be happier with that. They definitely uh, definitely helped us get uh, up off the ground and uh, gave us good, some really good support. And same with the University of Guelph. They uh, they're here. They're doing that's more on the animal side, like on the farm side of things. They're doing uh, they're always doing studies and research on uh, on you know, cows and calves and best practices, um, making sure like if there's anything new um, that they could, they can research and bring into uh, and bring into dairy farming in general in the market. So they're doing that on our farm as well. And it's been a great uh, relationship um, to the day to date. Sounds like it. I'm there very fortunate to have you as a partner as well with all of the innovation, creativity, hard work, and the generations of knowledge that you can't find in a textbook or in research. There's something passed down uh, in farming generations. It's not necessarily intuitive knowledge, but just little things that you learn along the way that certainly isn't found necessarily in other places like research. So great, great partnerships. And continuing on with partnerships, Walker Farms uh, has a lot of hard work that has gone into sustainability and innovation. And how does this help your family as well as the broader community? Um, I think when you talk about sustainability, it's, uh, you know, that's uh, it's a great word. And it's, a, it's one that brings the attention to a lot of people um, because it's very important. And I think of our main focus right now is sustainability on farm. But what can we do here that we can still run a business, still have a profitable business, 
but we're doing for the better. And a lot of that time, a lot of the times when we figure things out towards uh, being more sustainable on our farm, it it actually affects our bottom line in a positive way. Anyway, um, you know, we get you get out of that the mentality that uh, new things are going to be bad. It just doesn't work that way. There's so many great opportunities out there and so many new innovations that we can bring into our farm that better the farm. Um, you know, everything from uh, how we manage our crops today to how we manage our cows and then simple things just this on-farm processing, how we can be in control and eliminate a lot of uh, extras that don't need to be involved in the loop. Right. I'm, I'm thinking of sayings that kind of get thrown around the triple bottom line, you know, good for people, good for the planet and good for uh, profits, but also the notion of horizontal accounting that if you watch process improvement and if you watch um, waste or other factors like that, that the bottom line really comes into alignment. So you're actually saying that's been your lived experience as well. Good to hear that. Absolutely. Yeah. So decades of upgrades and new technologies, you know, been dairy farming for generations. So I'm sure your family has been very committed to be able to make those investments. And even when it's not requiring a financial investment, it can be a time investment or just the investment in change. And how has Walker Farm planned to further reduce the dairy farm's carbon footprint? Things that we're doing right now is uh, really focusing on a cropping side is one. We've moved to more of a minimal till practice in our in our fields. So instead of the, the conventional plowing and working and plowing and working uh, the land, uh, we actually incorporated a, what we call a strip tail system, where uh, we we make up one pass in the springtime, and it's only the width of where we want to plant that crop. You know, if we're on a 30-inch corn crop, we, we're basically working every 30 inches, about a six to seven-inch wide strip. Uh, we're eliminating disturbing all the soil in the center of it. And then with that same machine, we're able to pl- place our fertilizers um, right where, the, where that plant will need it. So we're not over fertilizing um, our crop acres and we're not, uh, we're not spreading fertilizer on top of the ground that could potentially run off. So, you know, it's great for the environment for runoff. It's great for us for utilizing expensive fertilizers that we're not getting waste. And we've been doing that for a few, probably three, four years now anyway. And we've seen a huge improvement in just in our soil structure. So that's that's one great thing that we brought into uh, the crop side um, that we're benefiting from. And then the other, there's another project we're working on right now. Um, hasn't started yet, but uh, we see it probably in a year's time or so is we are putting in a biodigester. We're going to convert, um, capture the methane off our manure and uh, turn that into renewable natural gas that can be pumped back into the, into the grid. Um, and be used in businesses, households, wherever, to heat their homes. So that's a really exciting project that will, uh, again, eliminate our carbon footprint and help the business all at the same time. So that, you know, there's, these, are just, these are examples of uh, when you really look out there, there's, there's good opportunities for, uh, for, for both, <laughs> for, for the environment, for the business, and for our community. Wow. And, and really research-based, really well thought out. And you had talked about your tilling method, how you've been able to observe it and see the actual change, which I think is really, really helpful and positive news. And uh, it's really, I'm struck by the amount of science and observation and perception that's going into every single decision. And so uh, all of that and delicious dairy products, right, uh, right close to the city here. It's fantastic. John, I, I could talk to you all day. I'm, I'm, we're out of time. I'm wondering, do you have any final thoughts to offer our listeners about multi-generational farming, dairy innovations, or Walker Farms Limited? I just say, if you, if you want to uh, check out more about our farm, 
Uh, again, uh, go check our website out, walkerfarms.ca. It's uh, a lot of information on there about, about our farm, about our products. Our socials are all on there. Uh, you know, like and follow us, it'd be great. But all, uh, I'm really, uh, really pleased to be on here today, Peggy, and I'm so happy that uh, you guys decided to, uh, you know, have an interview with us. And uh, thanks again. Well, thank you, John, for all that you do. And uh, I was really excited to have you here. And I really appreciate our conversation today because I'm so impressed with your business acumen, but also the positive impact that you and your family made to our community. So thank you very much. My pleasure. Today on Food for the Future, we've been speaking with John Walker Jr., dairy farmer and CEO of Walker Farms Limited. Each week, we leave you with something to talk about and something to do. Something to talk about. Have you heard of or tried A2 milk before? Why not try it? Something to do, visit walkerfarms.ca to find out more about local dairy production and innovation. Next week on the show, it's What's in Season. We'll discuss the sugar bush and making maple syrup with Reed Crinklaw, co-owner of Crinklaw Maple Products. I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill, Home Economist, and you've been listening to Food for the Future.